Real talk, relatable topics, and open advice for your love life. Greetings, sippers. This is your love goddess, Milani Shani, relationship and life coach, giving you the real relatable love today. I am so happy that you've chosen to take just a few minutes out of your day to sip on some inner tea with me. My intention today is to add some sweetness to your life. You know how we do. We add a little agave, honey, whatever your choice is to sweeten up your life tea a little bit and to give you some healing for your soul. So today I'm really excited to be here. I think this is my first um, live I've been doing, um, giving you all some really good um, recordings and webinars that I've done. And today I am live and coming to talk to you about my new uh, 21 day challenge that I have coming up that I'm really excited about. Um, it's coming up on March 23rd. Um, I'm going to do it on Facebook Live. I think I'm going to stream it on Instagram Live as well. I just got to figure that whole thing out. You know, my assistant will help me out a little bit. Um, But I'm going to be talking to you about um, real relatable love. And this is a 21 day challenge that I'm challenging everyone to get real and to tell some relatable stories and to really open your hearts to love. It's so important. Like everything that's going on in the world today, you know, because we've been so shut down, I think, on love and not wanting to be um, show who we are, really our hearts and uh, not be emotional. And, you know, we have to manage our emotions, but, you know, emotions are real and and they're not a bad thing. So I think that because we've been uh, we're in this space where we're so uh, social that we're antisocial. Um, when things happen, like the virus that's going on and different things happen in the world, we start to create fear. We start to just live from fear because we haven't um, we haven't boosted up our love. And so I want to talk a little bit today about that and give you a little bit about the backstory of of why I created this uh, Real Relatable Love Challenge. I think it's going to be very powerful. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to give you some insight, some, some, um, some insight into my own life, into some of my own stories and how I started to um, be more authentic around love and open my heart, even though there's been so much pain and trauma around that for me in many relationships. And so whether you want to uh, work on loving yourself deeper or whether you're trying to attract a relationship or just make your relationship better and more healthy, uh, this challenge is going to be a challenge for you. So again, it starts on March 23rd. And it's going to be noon every day for the for 21 days. So starting at 23rd, we'll be on um, Facebook Live noon every day for 21 days. Now, this is a challenge in itself for me. Because those of you who know me, you know I'm not really all about the, you know, being on the Facebook Lives and being on Facebook every day and that type of thing. But, you know, it's, it's, it's what's needed for me and, you know, to break out of my bubble and out of my comfort zone. And it's also, I feel like the insight and, um, the conversations that we're going to have together, um, and taking this challenge together and talking about what we're dealing with and going through while we're taking this challenge is going to be so important. And so, um, I want to break this down, you know, cause I'm long winded. Y'all know that. So I want to break this down into three, um, three different ways that you can attract real relatable love. So the first way is going to be to be authentic. The second way is going to learn from the lessons life is teaching you. 
this thing is so important, learning from the lessons that life is teaching you because we are pushing the repeat button, repeat button, repeat button. We're doing the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. We're not learning from the lessons. Even though the lessons may be hard, they may be traumatic, we still have to learn from them to be able to uh, feel whole in life and to move forward in life and not feel like we're pushing the repeat button and we're stuck. So that's a biggie. And then the third one is to heal and open your heart. This is also a biggie. Now, be authentic is a biggie too. And this is the first, I I chose this first because I feel like a lot of people having a hard time with self-acceptance because we're looking at the TV and we're looking at magazines and we're looking at, you know, everybody else outside of ourselves and we're looking at like um, comparing ourselves and in comparison is really the worst thing that you can do. It's the worst thing that you can do. You should never compare yourself to anyone else. The only thing you should compare yourself to is yourself. It's like you're here at this point and where do you want to go? So you can compare yourself to where I'm here, I am now and where I want to go. And then when you get there, you can be like, wow, I came from here to here. But comparing yourself to other people and um, you know what kind of life they're living or what they look like or what they have, that's the worst thing you could do to yourself. That's just going to breed self-hatred. It's going to make you, it even you know make you depressed because you're looking at someone else's life as if you can't achieve that or you're trying to achieve what they've done. And if you don't feel like you're at that level, then you think that you're not good enough and you start to have doubts about yourself. So the thing is, is to create your own path. You know, you are the creator of your reality. Whatever reality you want to create, you have the power to do so. You may need to, to develop yourself in this area or that area. You may need a mentor to help you um, to um, understand, to give you some tools, to help you with a, a different perspective, to help you heal. But you do innately, naturally have the power to create whatever you want your life to look like. All right. So be as authentic as you can, you know, create authenticity for yourself. And if you don't know how to do that, then there's there's a couple of ways that I can give you. Like one of the things that you want to do is go to the mirror like this. People really sleep on mirror work. Mirror work is like the foundation of all the work that I've done on myself over the last 30 years. Like I really started doing mirror work a long time ago at the suggestion of my mentors. And I tell you, when I first went into the mirror, I I wouldn't, you know, I didn't want to look at myself. I really didn't want to look at myself. I really didn't like what I saw. And it wasn't a physicalness. It was just what I was hearing coming up in my head about my physicality. Like, you know, I was really hating on myself. Like, you know, you need to lose weight. You know, look at that mole on your face. You know, what what's going on with your hair? You know, you yeah. It, it, I was doing all kinds of, you know, craziness that um, showed me really at the time how much I, I was hating on myself. Right. And I, and, you know, I want you to understand that later on, I found out that, you know, I really, the love that I have for myself was, was very present, just like you, you know, you may think that you don't love yourself deep, but the love you have for yourself is very present. It's just covered up with all of the things that you think about yourself. That's not good enough. All the things that you think you need to change about yourself to get to a certain place or to be a certain person, 
Right. And so what you want to do is you want to begin to accept what you see in the mirror, begin to embrace what you see in the mirror. So when you go to the mirror the first time, you may see some, you know, hear some craziness coming up. You may only be looking at yourself cosmetically. Like what you look like and, you know, what's on your face and what you have a bump here and a dark spot there. You know, you may only be looking at that. But then um, if you go deeper, look deeper into your eyes, get closer to the mirror and really go deeper into your eyes and look at yourself for a while and let yourself connect with your spirit to connect with the highest expression of yourself. If you allow yourself to connect with that, then you'll find out all kinds of beautiful stuff about yourself. So if you can, it's just like anything else. You know, if you're um, starting a new job or you're starting a new business, there's a learning curve that's going to have to take place. Like you have to learn different things. When you go to a new job, you have to go through training. It's like, whoo, if I can just get through this training, I know on the other side, I'm going to start working. It's going to be great. Um, if you start a business, the same thing, you got to do research on your, your uh, target market, your clients and what you need to do. And so when you get through all that, or when you get over that hump of the first 30 days, of your business, it might be a little slow. And then it, you know, starts to pick up. Then it's like, whoo, I'm over that. So it's the same thing when you're in the mirror. You may not see what you want to see in the beginning. Some people can't get beyond that, but that is not who you really are. That's a bunch of layers that you put on yourself or that's a bunch of conditioning and things that you've um, thought about yourself or heard, you know, in the past about yourself. That's not who you really are. So you got to get beyond that smoke screen so you can see yourself really. And when you see yourself really for the first time, you're going to be like, wow, I am gorgeous. I am amazing. I've done some amazing things. I am resilient. I am brave. Right? I am intelligent. I've made it through so much. I've had this happen, this happen, this happen, and I'm on the other side of it. And this is what happened to me because I had had so much trauma in my life. Like in my childhood, I had a lot of trauma with abandonment and feeling rejected. And then I was homeless for a little while. So I didn't feel like I could, you know, um, like I had a connection with money, like I could never keep money or never um, keep my finances going well. So I thought I was bad with money. And so all of those situations, you know, came up for me when I first looked in the mirror. You know, I felt like I, I was bad in relationships. Like I, I couldn't uh, keep a relationship with anybody, not even myself. I felt like I was just not a good person. And then after a few times when I looked in the mirror, I remember the first time, and, 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 and this is just a side note, I was seeing myself through the eyes of others. Like I had a lot of people who loved on me, a lot of people who cared about me, but because I, ha I was hating on myself, only the people who were saying negative things about me was, you know, stuck out for me, landed for me. People who really loved me and said wonderful things about me, that didn't land on me because I didn't feel that inside. So if I didn't feel it inside, I really couldn't get it from outside. So when I looked in the mirror for the first time, and I saw myself through my own eyes, it was like, oh my God, I see myself. And I got so excited. I was calling people like, I saw myself. I saw myself in the mirror. I saw myself. And it was like, yeah, that's what the mirror does. It reflects you back. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't understand. I really saw myself. 
And for that, from that time on, I started to create a relationship with myself in the mirror. And now even three decades later, I'm still looking in the mirror at myself. And I talk to my uh, clients all the time about doing the mirror work. It's a very powerful thing. And, you know, when you first go to the mirror, you may not feel anything. You may not see anything. You may just get emotional and turn away. Or you may start laughing. Or you may get mad. Just keep going. Because the main thing that you want to do is focus on what is your intention. And you can set this intention when you first go to the mirror. My intention is to see myself, really. That's my intention. I want to see myself. And then the second thing that you can do as you're in the mirror, um, the second exercise is you can go to the mirror once you've seen yourself or once you have allowed yourself to be in the mirror and to look beyond what you see cosmetically, look beyond what your physical eyes see, the second thing you can do is you can go to the mirror and ask yourself to be more of you every day. More of you, the natural you that was born, like the you that you were born to be, the you that your higher power made you. Right. And so I did this for two years straight because I felt like there was more of me to be seen. There was more of me to be developed. There was so much more of me that I didn't see and I didn't know. And so I went to the mirror for two years, years straight every day. And it's like, please show me more of me. Please let me be more of me. I want to be more of me every day. And I tell you, you know, while I was in the mirror saying I want to be more of me, I was being tested every day. Because the more I tried to be myself, the more um, the world showed me how much I hated myself. You know, there was obstacle after obstacle. But because my intention was to get to know myself better. And what I know is that every time you ask for what you want, something unlike that is going to show up first. Because. In your mind, you've thought for so long a certain thing. And so when you ask for something different, there's still you attracting the other thing until you get into the mindset, the new mindset. So your old mindset is going to attract the old stuff. So you can't expect as soon as you shift your mindset or change your mind that things are going to automatically shift. But when those old mindset things start to show up in your life, you have to say no to them. No, we're doing something different. You have to make a different choice. And so then you solidify that in your life. Right? So once you start to make different choices and you start to practice, 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 practice. People say practice makes perfect. No, it doesn't. Because we're not perfect. We'll never be perfect. We're human. But what practice makes is permanent. And so as you keep practicing that permanent mindset, practicing that permanent mindset, practicing that permanent mindset or that new mindset, it's going to become permanent for you. So you, the old choice you made was to um, not look in the mirror at yourself or to go to the mirror, comb your hair, put your makeup on or go to the mirror and uh, wash your face and brush your teeth. And that's a wrap. Okay. That could be your old choice, your old mindset. It's like, I'm not trying to look deeper, okay? Your new mindset is every day I'm looking deeper. Every day 
I want to be more of myself. So I'm looking deeper into my eyes. I'm spending time with myself, not just to wash my face and brush my teeth, but to look deeper, to connect with my spirit and my soul. Okay. And then what's going to happen as you make that decision is something's going to happen in the mornings. If you decide to do it in the mornings, something's going to happen in the morning. Like your alarm clock doesn't go off and you get up late. And so you're running around and you don't have time to get the mirror. Well, take a hand mirror, which you put it in your, in your car, in your purse, in your desk drawer at work or wherever you, whatever you're doing and do it then commit to it. No matter what happens, no matter what obstacle tries to present itself, be committed to what your intention is. And this is how we create new realities for ourselves, to be committed to what our intention is. Because if you're not committed to what your intention is, how do you create? How do you create a new belief system? If your old belief system says, I'm not enough you know, I I can never be this or I can never do that. I know I see the dream and I have the vision, but I can't do it. So if you're constantly saying that to yourself, that's really what you're committed to. So you'll keep creating that reality. The only thing you have to do to, to create a new reality and diminish that old reality that you've been creating is create something new. You don't want to spend time trying to knock out the old thing, knock out the old thing. Ooh, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. Because if you keep saying that, you're going to, whatever you focus on grows. So you're going to keep feeling that way. But what you want to do is you want to just create a new reality, create a new intention and practice, practice, practice. So that means if you don't like looking at yourself in the mirror, if you don't know, feel like you know your authentic self, and and a lot of us don't know our authentic self because we haven't been raised to know our authentic self. We've been raised to go to school, go to church, get a job, get in a relationship, have kids, be a mother, be a father, be, you know, whomever the world says we are, whoever our mother and father said who we are, whoever our pastor said, our teacher said. Our auntie said, our uncle said, whoever our mentor said, whoever said we're supposed to be who we, you know, whatever somebody else said we're supposed to be, the TV, the reality shows, that's what we're going to be. Okay? Whatever your job says you have to be, that's what you become. But now in this day and time, it's time for us to really tap into who we were born to be. Because our world is all out of whack because we're not being who we were born to be. We're being who the world tells us to be, which is wreaking havoc on our world. Because nobody really, nobody, a lot of people don't really know their purpose. And so what if you're, you know, you're doing a job like pushing paper all day and your purpose is really to teach the world how to recycle paper? And so all the trees are being cut down and, you know, all the forests are being burnt down and, you know, the world is not recycling. And, you know, you could be that one person who could help us. We have a lot of people that are in mental and emotional breakdown right now. If you have a job, you know, um, whatever job you have, <laughs> okay, And your real job is to be a life coach or counselor or therapist. 
but you're not doing that because the world said that you need to do this. So you went and got a marketing degree. And so you're over here doing marketing and you're really supposed to be, um, you were really born to transform, help people transform their lives. But you're in working in the office. So how do we change the world and how do we change the condition of the world if we're not being authentically who we are? And then a lot of people who are out here being authentic and a lot of times that's innovative and trailblazing, you know, they're not necessarily getting the best press, right? So we're like, I'm not putting myself out there. You see how they treating that person. Yeah, but this is how the world gets changed. And if we believe and know for ourselves that, you know, this is what we're supposed to be here to do. This is what we were born to do. Then we'll get through it. I'm telling you, when I first started to do um, coaching, um, so I came into um, counseling, spiritual counseling is what I was doing initially. And I got ordained as a minister. So I was ordained in 1999 and I came out doing spiritual counseling. So, you know, in my family, you know, the, 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 the hope and dream for me was to be in the medical field, to be a nurse. And then after, and, and, and I don't even know why that was the hope and dream for me, um, for my family, because I hate the sight of blood. I'm a, I'm a germaphobe. How does a germaphobe work in hospital? <laughs> it's not, I mean, but I tried it when I was young, right? I tried it because it's what my family wanted, but I always knew, like, I was counselor and advisor, like, at 13 years old. I was advising, giving advice to my little friends and stuff. You know, I was, I was the sunshine in my mom's life. Like, I kept everything, like, you know, fun, and, you know, me and my mom used to sing, and my sister sing in the mirror with hair brushes and stuff. You know, that's the kind of stuff I loved. I love bringing joy to people. I love people, Right. So that was my thing. It wasn't to be in a hospital, you know, being nurse like nurses sometimes bring joy to people. But that wasn't my thing. But I did try it. And just like I thought it was a no. <laughs> it's like this is not me. And then I went to accounting school because, you know, my mom was an accountant. So I was like, oh, I want to please my mom. So let me go here. And my professor took me in the back one day. I was doing well. I was struggling, but I was doing well. He took me in the back. He said, listen, why are you here? He said, I can't even imagine you being in the back room trying to do anybody's books. He said, you're too energetic. You know, he said, you're too excited about life. He said, this is not, he said, I don't think this is right for you. And I thank God for that moment. I feel like he was an angel because who does that? Who comes and tells a student that? But it was a blessing for me because from that moment on, I went on a journey to try to find my calling. And I didn't, even though I still had the pressure from my family, even when I got ordained, you know, it was like questioning. Everybody was questioning it. And why do you want to do this? You have so much more potential. Why are you trying to just, you know, be a counselor, help people, or spiritual counseling? What is that about? Right? That's what that conversation was. And this was back in the 90s, early 90s. Nobody was doing like self-help. And, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of people that's doing self-discovery work. And that's what I was doing back then. 
healing work. You know, there were small communities and people that was doing it, but it wasn't popular like it is now. And I got a lot of flack from that. And that was so hurtful and traumatizing to me because there wasn't a lot of support inside of my family. There was a lot of support outside of my family. Let's take a quick break here to warm up our tea and we're going to come back and sip on some more tea to heal our inner soul. Hey sippers, this is Milani Shani, your relationship and life coach, and I want to invite you to join me for my Facebook Live 21 Day Real Relatable Love Challenge. It starts on March 23rd at noon. We will be live every day for the next 21 days. Drop by and spend a few minutes with us at at uh, noontime and get your entire love life. Whether you're working on loving yourself deeper or attracting and healing an intimate relationship this challenge is going to be transformational. Go now and follow my fan page on Facebook so you don't miss a minute of the 21-day Real Relatable Love Challenge. Follow me now at I am Milani Shani on Facebook. That is I am M-A-L-A-N-E-S-H-A-N-I. Follow me now at Facebook and join me for the 21-day Real Love Relatable Challenge. Can't wait to see you there. I'm sharing with you that sometimes what you want to do is not going to be popular. But when I tell you it was the best decision I ever made, it was the hardest biggest struggle I ever had in my life, but it was the best decision I ever made because now here I am, I've been doing my work and, you know, life coaching and counseling and working with people, relationships. I've helped thousands of people transform their lives and I've been doing it for three decades as an entrepreneur. And it is the best decision I ever made to follow my calling no matter what. I tried it everyone else's way. It didn't work for me. I was miserable, um, traumatized, trying to do stuff that I didn't want to do. And so I had some angels come along on my journey to say, hey, you can do this. It's almost like they gave me permission to live on purpose. And so if you're out here and you know that you have a purpose and there's something else you want to do. Because I did the job thing. My family worked for the government. You know, that was, I had a government family because back in, back in the 90s and 80s, you know, you got to have your good government job. That's what it was all about. So I worked for IRS for, for 10 years. And when I turned 30, I was like, that's a wrap. That's it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to work here. And when I left that job, you know, my manager was like, uh, what are you going to do? You're only 30 years old. What, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know, but I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And people were saying, you'll be back, you'll be back. And I never looked, turned, or thought about going back. Ever. Ever. I was 30 years old. That was 23 years ago. Okay? So you can do this. You can tap into your authentic self. Okay? And that's the real part of our conversation. Remember, I'm giving you the backstory of our real, relatable love 
21 day challenge that's coming up on March 23rd. So that's what I'm giving you today. And that's the real part. Be authentic. Right? Have real talk with yourself. Get in the mirror and do some real talk with yourself. Your purpose and everyone who's supposed to be impacted by your purpose is waiting for you. It's waiting. You got this. Okay? So the next thing is going to be, okay, the second thing we're going to talk about is learn from the lessons life is teaching you. Oh my goodness. This is so big for me. Like I wrote a whole book about it. <laughs> you know, for those of you who have my book, it used to be called Notes to Self and now it's called One Lesson Away. 52 years, 52 lessons. Listen. This book I wrote because I learned I I learned how to learn my lessons in life. Like when I was younger, I used to think, oh my God, I made so many mistakes. You know, I haven't done the right thing. I have so many regrets. But later on in life, as I started to do my personal growth and development and started working with mentors, what I learned was it's not about mistakes and regrets. It's really about lessons that life is teaching us and to really learn from those lessons. So I created an acronym and it is K-I-L-L, KILL. Don't keep ignoring life's lessons. Because the reason why you don't want to kill, keep ignoring life lessons, is because when you do that, you kill your dreams, you kill your purpose. You kill your joy, you kill your peace. If you don't learn your life lessons. And also... You keep hitting the repeat button, repeat button, repeat button. So if you're in a relationship, you're having the same relationship over and over with different people. You keep looking for that other person or another person that's going to do something different than the last person. And that's not going to happen because you're not different. You're not going to have a different experience if you're not a different person. So if you're the same, all your relationships are going to be the same. They may start out a little different because, you know, everybody has their representative out at first. It'll start a little different and then they'll go back to the same. Okay, so learning from your life lessons and not hitting repeat button is crucial because when you're hitting a repeat button, I hit the repeat button so many times in my life. I had so much doubt and fear and I was so discouraged because I kept hitting the repeat button. And I didn't realize at the time that that's what I was doing. I was the same things were happening. I was like, why am I having the same relationships? You know, why is, you know, this, you know, my, I keep, you know, running out of money. Why am I broke? <laughs> and I work every day. What is happening? Right. And what was happening is I wasn't changing myself. I wasn't learning from my lessons. I was just thinking it was the outside. It was external. Like, you know, because these people didn't appreciate me or because this guy that I was dating didn't appreciate me or because this job didn't appreciate me. You know, that was my pain brain talking. You know, sometimes our pain brain runs our life. You know, we're constantly talking about the stories of our pain and that's our pain brain. Like I'm in pain and this happened to me 10 years ago. And so, you know, you're still dealing with that. And so you're still attracting that. 
And so this is the one of the reasons too that I wrote my book One Lesson Away is because you could literally be one lesson away from the life of your dreams. One lesson away from the relationship of your dreams. You could be one lesson away from that peace of mind that you've been looking for for years. It could be just one lesson that you keep repeating over and over again, looking for external differences instead of turning internal, inside, and changing and making a difference from the inside. Okay? This is what, you know, this is the relate part of real relatable. Like, can you relate to that? Can you relate to having the same relationship over and over again with, with, with different people? You know, can you relate to like pushing the repeat button and feeling regretful and feeling like you made mistakes? Like I've made so many mistakes. Can I recover? Yes. If you learn from them, because then when you learn from the mistakes, they, they're no longer mistakes. They're lessons now. See, transmuting your mistakes into lessons gives you um, another choice and how you're going to live your life, then you can create your story and then you find your purpose and then you transform your life and then you can transform, help others to do the same, to transform their lives. See, that's the formula. That's how it works. But if you're not willing to change in your own life and to learn your own lessons, how in the world do you help other people? You can pretend you're helping them and they can pretend you're helping them. But let me give you a little bit of a clue as to to tell how you're help if you're helping people. You know, you have. OK, so especially if you're a counselor or a coach and I know this, if you haven't. Um, I know this because I am a coach, but if you. um if you're not in the coaching business, but you, you know that you have friends that call you all the time to ask for advice, you probably were born to coaching counsel, but you just haven't gotten into that yet. So all your friends call you for advice. So they call you for advice, you give them advice, and then two days later, they call you and they need advice on the same thing. And then next week, they call you and they talk about the same thing. And then the next time they call you, they talk about the same thing. Like this is a clue that you're not working with your own lessons because whatever you're saying to them may be the best advice in the world, but it's not landing. Like it's not penetrating them because you haven't done your own work. So in other words, there's no real transformational power behind what you're saying. Because it's really, it, 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 it could be the best advice, but it doesn't resonate as truth. Even though the person may say, oh my God, that's so good. It feels so good. I love it. They can't implement it. Because there's no transmutation. There's no transformation that has taken place. There's just been words taking place. That's what I call the human filing cabinet. Like we got a lot of human filing cabinets walk around here with a whole lot of advice. And they open up them drawers and they give you advice out of their archives. They give you and you take the archives and you read them and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And no change takes place. Okay, think about it. Think about what filing cabinet's purpose is. A filing cabinet just sits in the back room and waits for people to come and get stuff that they need when they need it. A filing cabinet is not transformational. It's informational, 
but it's not transformational. You can find a lot of information in there. It has a purpose. So you have to decide, do, is that your, you know, do you want to be a filing cabinet? And if you do, that's okay. No problem. You're a source of information. That's wonderful. We need that. But if you want to be transformational, you got to do your own work. You have to do your personal work. That's how you transform your life. That's how I transformed my life. I had to do my own work. I had to make some different choices. I had to realize and take ownership for every single thing in my life that I was creating. I had to learn my lessons and stop woe is me and being a victim of mistakes and transmute my mistakes into lessons and learn and make different choices and change my life. I had to do my work and so do you. Okay. Last. Heal and open your heart. Oh boy. When I talk about this to people, when I'm talking to my clients about opening their heart, they were looking at me like deer in headlights. They're like, what you mean? Open my heart. (laughs) Or some of them will say, my heart is open. What are you talking about? I'm like, okay, whatever you say. So this is key. Okay, because healing is is important first, okay, to heal your heart. Now, what does it mean to uh, heal and open your heart, Milani? What does that mean? And so we all know when we need healing. So, um, you know, it depends on what your pain brain is telling you, okay? So if you're a person, and we, we talk about relationships here, it's all about relationships, either your relationship with yourself or your relationship with a partner, or other people. So, you know, if your pain brain is telling you the last relationship you were in, let's say you met this person and everything was going well for about 30 days and then you got ghosted, right? The person just disappeared, poof, gone off the earth. Like you're like, what the hell happened? Right. And so you don't know. It's a month later. You don't know what happened. Nope. You, you've called, you've texted, and you haven't gotten anything returned. So you have an opportunity. You meet somebody else. You have an opportunity to meet somebody else. But your pain brain is saying to you, uh, absolutely not. Because the last time you did this and you met somebody, he, uh, they ghosted you. So you don't need to meet nobody else. And if you do meet them, you need to tell them all about you just got ghosted and you need to make sure that they're not going to ghost you. Okay. When you're having this conversation with yourself, (laughs) that's your pain brain talking. Then you, that's, that means that you need healing. Okay. That means that you have to forgive yourself for choosing a ghost and you have to forgive the ghost for doing what it, you know, it does is ghosting. Okay, and the forgiving is not about saying that it's okay that the person did this. The forgiving is so that you can heal and move on and have the life that you want and the relationship that you want for yourself. That's what the forgiving is all about. Okay, it's the same thing with your own self-love. Say, for instance, okay, now that you have the ghost, you're not blaming the ghost. You're blaming yourself. Why I keep choosing people who don't respect me and they don't love me and they don't like me and they, you know, so now you, you hating on yourself. That's what your pain brain is saying to you. Okay. So that's an indication that there's healing that's needed. 
And so what you want to do is start to get in that mirror and love yourself deeper. Every time something happens that's traumatic or that activates your pain brain, you have to get in that mirror and love yourself deeper. Go look in your eyes, in your soul and commit to loving yourself deeper, embracing yourself deeper, accepting yourself deeper. And stop asking how, how, how. If you stop asking how and get in the mirror, all will be revealed. See, it's not about having a bunch of steps because I said to people, you know, you have steps. I put steps in my book because I want people to understand and, you know, I wanted people to understand how to move through what I'm telling them. And I know that I'm not going to be there. So I have to give them some steps. But when you get in the mirror, you don't want to be step one, get in the mirror. Step two, look in your eyes. Step three, what do you see? Right? Because that's what you're going to do. Human filing cabinets, you're going to go through the motions. Right? So I just need you to get in the mirror and be with yourself. Give yourself permission to connect with yourself, to connect with your soul, to connect with the highest expression of who you are. Give yourself permission to do that. And heal the pain brain so you can live. So you can begin to create your reality. Healing is about you. It's about setting yourself free. It's about liberating yourself. Liberating yourself from whatever your bondage is, from whatever you're holding yourself hostage to. Whatever, whether you have fear of abandonment, of rejection, of not being good enough or not having enough, you know, not knowing enough, whatever, of not looking a certain way, whatever your fear is, whatever it is that you're holding yourself hostage to get in the mirror and commit to your own freedom. It's that time. It is that time and you can do it if you want to. You do everything else, everything else you want to do, you find a way. Commit to it. Commit to yourself. Commit to having real talk with yourself, for being relate to relate to yourself and to, to love yourself. Commit to that. And then once you heal... Your heart is open and you're ready to love or you're ready to, you know, expand your love because you are already loving at some what you know, in some way or another. But as you heal, and that's the beautiful thing about healing is, you know, you don't have to figure out what's on the other side because once you heal, what's on the other side is revealed. Day by day, your purpose is revealed to you. That's what happened to me. Like I started to heal my life and work with my mentors. And then I started to have this divine inspiration coming, these divine promptings coming. And I just knew what to do. I started synchronizing with the right people and aligning with the right opportunities. It's amazing what happens when you heal. So I think I'm going to leave it there. I hope that you um, were inspired by this um, 
by this uh, conversation and that you are walking away with some beautiful insight that you can take and transform your life so that you can activate your purpose, so that you can have real relatable relationships with yourself and with others. I would love for all of you to join me on March the 23rd for my 21 day real relatable love challenge. It's going to be a very powerful challenge and I'll be live on Facebook um, at 12 noon. So if you want to join me, you can um, go and follow my fan page at I am Milani Shani and that is M-A-L-A-N-E-S-H-A-N-I. Again, M-A-L-A. N-E-S-H-A-N-I. So you can follow me at my fan page on um, because I'll be broadcasting from my fan page. So I have a fan page and a personal page. So please follow me on my fan page in order to get the broadcast. So we'll be starting March 23rd. That's next, not this Monday, but next Monday at 12 noon. And we'll be live every day for the next 21 days. So join us at lunchtime and come and get your real relatable love on. So thank you so much for joining me um, here at uh, Inner Tea Talk. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can email me at innerteatalk at gmail.com. You can um, DM me on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm also on Instagram and um, I would just love to hear from you. So thank you again for listening. I will see you all um, on the 21 day challenge and may love have its way with you all day today. So be love and be well.